Welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. That was the excitement of Christmas, our brand new theme song, because it is Christmas time, um, for this episode of the 9420 podcast. Hi, Carl and Greg. How are you guys doing today? Hey, uh, hey. Nicole and Greg. Or Bobby we Pendens, as you would like to call him today. We're getting ready for the bowling party. Yeah. We're here in the, from the bowling alley. You know what? I never, I never liked the shoe. I never liked the shoes. <laughs> the shoes are uncomfortable. It's the worst part of bowling. I always you know. I used to love. I used to love the star balls. The star oh, balls. You go. You know. You know when like you you go into the place. You get your shoes, and then once you get your shoes, then you got to go pick your ball. You know. You got to yeah. run around and and I always like they used to have in this bowling alley where I grew up, the Oceanside Bowl. Um, they used to have these the star balls. It's like a star in the middle, they're black with a star, and those are always the best ones. You, they're hard to find. And did you, you know? take? Did you immediately take the ball off of the rack and then go to the machine that actually polished the bowling ball? No, that no one. Oh man, I used to love that. You could hear but again. It see, that was my father. My father had a bowling bag. He had a ball. He had shoes. Yeah. He had the rosin bag. He even had the hand, like the archer, archer hand glove. That you That's like a, it's very like Cramden. Earl Anthony. Very, very Ralph Cramden. Right. Well, that well, that was like the '60s. That was big. You know, bowling was a big thing for then. Um, well, even my and- 94-year-old grandfather. I mean, I want to say he maybe stopped like six or seven years ago. So like he, like all throughout my life, he, I grew up where he was literally bowling every Tuesday night with his buddies. Yeah. It was like, there was the, there was the pro shop. <laughs> I guess in the fifties, I guess in the sixties, it was really quite the, um, evocation, you know, uh, my wife always points out, and I, I think this is interesting, you know, it was a national pastime, so to speak, I guess, in the 50s and 60s, and people hung out in the bowling alleys, and it was really a big deal. Because it's the only sport you could sit, smoke, and drink during. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> but the, 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 the interesting part and is that it's actually it's pretty challenging for most people. You know, those bowling balls are heavy, right? Right, right. Well, sure. in New England, where my wife grew up. Any sport but, where you can actually eat while participating. <laughs> In, Those in, French in fries from, from the 
Those French fries are delicious. Yeah, that's mm. true. Uh, all the fried foods, the plethora of, and the, usually they would create little uh, baskets, you know, like the cheeseburger basket. They and they would name them things like the three hundred, <laughs> or you know the, the uh, uh, strike or you know was whatever. Anybody here, was anybody here a bunch in, in a league? Everybody oh, league? I, yeah, I was in a league. Yeah. I, you were in a league? Yeah, I when was I was a kid. Yeah. When I was a kid, I don't remember the name of the team. Uh, I didn't like it after about three or four Saturdays um, in a row. I was like, yeah, I'm kind of over this. But then, you know, if you get any kind of standing as the team in the league, uh, if you don't show up, then, you know, you lose three yeah, I just remember three friends. I, this, this is true. I took as one of my – because you have to say two sports in college – and one semester, I I took bowling. I remember I took bowling. Wow! I just I just remembered that. You know, I have to go twice a week and just bowl, and wow. you know, it was, it was absurd. Well, what, anyway, I was what, gonna, I, what I was going to play some say, music. Well, what what I was going to say. Let me finish my point. This is becoming a trend that Greg doesn't get to finish his point. You finish and, all your points, and <laughs> well, but, um, because what 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 points are you my making? My point was that I think that bowling, uh, traditional bowling, is rather difficult and challenging for some people. My wife uh, always talks about in New England, they had something called candle pin bowling. Do you guys know about that? No. no. So the pins are actually much more slender and they weigh less. And the balls are essentially kind of like a croquet Isn't ball. Isn't that bocce ball? Isn't that? No, no. no bocce is, ball is different. Bocce ball is like all, no pins. No. Just you play out in the yard. Right? Yeah. So you would think that candle pin bowling would have become the standard because it's easier for most people. But no, no. They went with the uh, traditional. Uh, See, I like four in the morning drunk sawdust bowling with the little thing you slide down. What's that thing? The, the, alley? the bars, oh. right? Those little games right. in the bars with the you, with a beard, you, and they they throw that thing down, and you it was lame. I'm Let's always very mindful. Music. I'm always very mindful that they spray down my shoes properly. Oh, I, well, nowadays point, I, if I'm, they don't, they probably get a fine. I don't even know know. people are bowling. Did you ever see the kids work behind the counter? You throw them in, they have some can of whatever that, who knows what they're (laughs) even spraying. They shove it back in the the shelf. You could have have any kind of fungus and who knows what. Can of carcinogens. Right, but I remember also too, I don't know if there was a point when you can you could opt out of the um, shoes and just wear your socks. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. We, so I sometimes I would, I would opt out because oh, I, I don't. I don't. I didn't think have the ninety-five cents extra, so we just saved that because we saved that for beers. So you don't want to have as much beer money as you can. I don't so think don't the, uh, the I don't think the bowling association on a national level would have approved of that. No, but the Friday and Saturday night teens didn't care because it saved them like seven bucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's play some music. This is not, you know. Sounds good. We our featured artist this week is Nick D who actually found us through the uh, YEP Nashville Facebook group. The American Bowling Association. Yeah, the American Bowling Association. <laughs> <laughs> AMF. Uh, what track do you want to play first, Carl? Let's play Rain. I like Rain. Sounds good. Well, here is Rain by Nick D, everyone.
I the guy's tracks, man. He has a, a good good sound to what he does. Yeah, it's it's interesting because he's just one of the ones that um, submitted music through that Facebook group that we're heavily involved in, and his is one of the tracks that we all voted yes to um, back in the day because it's been about a month since oh, we. Oh, 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 wait, 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 back in the day. Notice wait, how wait, she wait. notice how she slid that in there. We haven't said it. We haven't said it in so many episodes. I needed to figure out how to. Well, Carl, oh wait a minute! You'll have to fly it in. <laughs> or Carl it's, it's has a new hit. sound card, so it's probably not there, right? Wait, well, I lost my back in the day sound. <gasps> um, Do we need to pick a new back in the day sound? Are all these things that you're playing are they licensed, Carl? I, I don't know. They're part of the thing. Oh. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Gotta find the back in the day sound. Anyway. Well, um, but Greg, uh, sorry, I cut you off. You were saying about Nick D's tracks. I, I just I am super intrigued by these tracks. I think they're really cool, and um, I'm looking forward to learning more about Nick 
and about what his aspirations are. I think these tracks are super on point, um, reminiscent of the stuff that we heard coming out of the UK, uh, the, that calm band. Um, and I think they're, uh, vibey. They're a little bit retro because of that wall of guitars, but, uh, and a little bit retro because I think they're, they're really, um, cool, uh, as far as the melodies that they're setting up. So I'm, I really have enjoyed this music and, um, yeah, but the real question is, call me, what's his, call me. What's his high score? for bowling you know what's his highest score well actually that brings me to a good question what has been y'all y'all all's highest score y'all 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 you know you know how you usually typically when you go bowling you'll bowl two or three games yeah and then it'll be like the average of each my my first game is usually uh, 170 to 220. My second game is usually 30 to 60. Come on. This makes any sense. No. I, 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 my, I, average is about one, my average literally is about 140 to 180, but I've, I've bowled 288. I, I've gotten some close to perfect games. That's incredible. I, I haven't yeah. bowled anything higher than 120. <laughs> Ever, I'm a terrible bowler. My father was one of the one of the few oh, members you're I not, have him. You're you're, you're not going to be on the kind of, He was one of those 20. kind of guys that threw, that that stood all the way to the left, threw the ball down, and it looks like it was going to just curve into the gutter, and then curved in and then hit a strike. You know what I mean? Like one of those super curved things. You know? See, your dad is my aspirations because I would attempt that, and it would just go into the gutter every time. I have not uh, bowled in probably I don't know ten years. Oh no, I think I bowled with my nephews a, few, a couple of years ago, you know, in Long Island. Yeah, it's 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 the kind of thing. It sounds like fun, but then it gets boring after two minutes. And then it gets loud, and now it's not the same. It used to be cool. Now they play loud disco music now, and and like it's lights and stuff on Friday nights. They try to make it cool like a nightclub. I like a bowling alley, you know. Like I like the bowling like alley, an old like you know, bowling alley that you can still yeah, smoke like and drink the, at and not get looked at. I like the bowling alleys where when you come off the lanes, you know, like you're, you you kind of have a sense of uneasiness about the people hanging out in there. <laughs> no, see, I don't like that. So you're talking about the backdoor bowling alleys. I like the safety of the lanes. You know, as long as you're like down on the lanes and you're bowling, everything's good. But, you know, if you have to go up to the men's room or to the um, pro shop, <laughs> Well, where are you bowling? <laughs> I just bowl in Long Island. And it's just bowling alley. Yeah, you don't get, you're not talking like quality high, you know, you're not talking like you're going to find like professors and scientists and poets. But back at least the, you were safe. Like <laughs> back, back in the day, actually. I mean, there was a movement. Uh, Hold on. Back back in the day. No, don't put that. Oh, well, that's closer, but that's not the best. It changed thing. again. I know. What's going on here? They're changing. But back in the day, I think, you know, because it did become so popular and young people started hanging out there, I think that the, you know, the uh, Ward and June Cleavers of the world were like, well, you don't really need to be going to that bowling alley. There's a, 
there's a bad element that might be hanging out of that bowling alley. So what's going on for Christmas with anybody? This this is I guess this is our Christmas episode. This is yeah, our this holiday is bowling, bowling party episode. Bowling. So yeah. right before Christmas we are recording this and this episode will probably come out just after Christmas. Okay. I don't know. We're doing nothing. We're going to be in pajamas. Pajamas. Yeah, right. we're going to be in pajamas and I mean I'm still cooking for what seems like 20 people, but there's three of us. So we'll be eating leftovers until New Year's. But we're we're kind of throwing wind to all of the old traditions and uh, just staying safe because it's it's kind of getting bad in Tennessee. Are you going to have that, that Jell-O meatloaf salad? What is that you yeah. have? Is it? No. Pretzel. Pretzel, pretzel salad. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you going to do pretzel salad again? Uh, oh, yeah. I bought the pretzels today. So that's not just Thanksgiving. That's any yeah, winter that's, holiday? That's Exactly. No, it's any July, any holiday. July fourth, Fourth of July, any holiday. So it's a it's a hot or cold. It's a weather twelve treat. month, uh, twelve month extravaganza, culinary uh, wonderment. Yeah, yeah. And from yeah. what you say, it's stressful. Well, it's very stressful. I bought the pretzels today, and we've discovered that you have to do this thing in layers, and they have to be refrigerated for twelve to fourteen hours. Is there a specific pretzel you have to use too? Because now I'm very curious. Bavarian. Uh, well, sourdough. yeah. I mean, we've used we've we've used different pretzels. I think that the traditional rolled gold twist, I think, is the best. Uh, the traditional twist. Here, here's the deal. I mean, I didn't get to say it, but I know I complained about it uh, before Thanksgiving. I have to say publicly that uh, the pretzel salad that was made for Thanksgiving dinner was the best pretzel salad that has been presented in many a year. It was absolutely perfect. So now you the Christmas pretzel salad has to live well, up to the Thanksgiving pretzel well, salad. Well, there lies the stress. I think they start talking sure. about things that people who are listening would want to hear people talk about. Like, wh- why would anybody want to listen to what we're talking about? You're the one that brought up the pretzel salad. It's a sore yeah, spot I- with me. What is this? Let's, you know, maybe online we should like actually define what we're doing. What are we doing? Well, why do we, why do we have this podcast? We have a positioning statement. I think that's what they called them in radio for years. And it's uh, what the music we love and the business we tolerate. The business we tolerate. And the uselessness we talk about. I have absolutely (laughs) no idea what the pretzel salad uh, has to do with uh, the music that I love, nor uh, the, um, the industry that I tolerate, but uh, by the same token, we I think we've been fairly transparent uh, with people to that say, we, have, we, we don't no, know what the hell no we're topics, doing on this podcast. No rhyme or reason. Exactly. We should give some information. Yeah, well, is there anything I, we can talk about? Yeah, that's one thing. I, I have to do a review. I know this is not going to be taken well by a lot of people, but like, and coming from me, this is hard for me to even say, because as you all know, I am a super, super Beatles fan. I'm glad you're bringing this up. This week, McCartney released what was what he's called McCartney 3. After the Beatles broke up initially, he, he did this thing by himself in his in his uh, farmhouse in Scotland right in 1970, just him and a guitar and a tape deck. And he did McCartney, the first McCartney album. And that's what maybe I'm amazed with these great tunes. And then in 1980, subsequently, probably right around when Lennon was killed, he did McCartney too. He did it again. He didn't use a band. He didn't use wings. He didn't use musicians. Just him and a tape machine, and he recorded his own stuff. So now, you know, forty years later, you know, two thousand twenty, McCartney's almost eighty. Did it again, McCartney three. 
And I was waiting. I mean, I'm reading all these great reviews about it, and all this kind of stuff. And and he's doing a lot of press for it. He's really kind of promoting this, like more than anything he's promoted in in years. He's on every show. You know, I see him everywhere. You know, Friday it came out, so I you know I go to Spotify, I listen to it, and I gave it a really good listen. You know, and I'm sorry, man. It's 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 horrible. This is the man who wrote for no one. Quite honestly, I was telling Greg, and, and, and people are going to get mad at me for saying this, but. If that guy wasn't Paul McCartney and he sent those songs to us to play on this podcast, I would probably say no. You know, not really. It's not really any good. It's just because it's who he is that's getting any kind of. I'm just so because I wanted so much for it to be something great. You know, I'd love to have one. You know, more a great McCartney record. You know, but well, maybe it, maybe man. maybe listeners can hear the angst in your review and and in your voice, but they don't know. Um, that you've lived a lot of your life studying and uh, being inspired by and um, immersed in the Beatles catalog. So I think your opinion is valid, you know. It's I'm, I'm like, disappointed. Maybe, maybe I expect too much, but, 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 I, but you know, someone at his level, to me, it's like he didn't work hard enough. Like, you know, Bowie was, to me, was like, I think is the, and Springsteen, you know, artist of somewhat near his caliber. You know, Bowie's last few records were artistic and incredible. They were like, you might not have loved what they were about, but they were, they were just, you know, they were, they were just like, you know, innovative and he was trying stuff and it was, and he, it was just cool. Even Springsteen, but this, this McCartney record, it sounds to me like it was lazy. It's like he just had some things around and like, hey, I'm Paul McCartney. You know, I think he could have worked harder and made it better. Who am I to say that? People are going to say, who am I to say that? And, well, no, I, I think I think you have credibility because, I mean, you've spent. Well, not to him. <laughs> well, but, you know, I mean, that's what crit- criticism is about. Go ahead, Nicole. I'm sorry. I was going to say, but this kind of goes back to what you were talking about a few episodes ago, Carl, when it's talking about the longevity of an artist. And I mean, you even, you said it a little bit, maybe about a minute ago, but like the fact that it was just kind of like a lazy album. Do you think it was because he just felt like he needed to put something out? Um, because no, I, I think, I think, I don't know who am I to propose or, or to suppose what he thought, what his process was, but it seems like, you know, he was just like the way he, the way he talks about it, you know, in all the interview shows, you know, he was kind of in seclusion, you know, in wherever he was, you know, and he just, you know, has this recording studio. I have a theory and I think I tried to unpack it when you called me that Saturday morning in in distress, right? And that was that's rare uh, that Carl will call me on a Saturday morning just to talk, but he had to get this off his chest. Yeah, I, I was, I was, I was very person. depressed because I, I really uh, wanted it to be something yeah. great. I was looking forward to this, like especially after this year. That would have been great to have McCartney. Wow, and a, what, a good new McCartney album. And now. here's what I came up with. And Nicole, you can tell me if you think this is, sounds reasonable. So Carl obviously is not objective about any of this. <laughs> I am objective about the Beatles because I come from a generation of having grown up and being inspired by people that worship the Beatles. And I never did, although I think they're genius. And I think they were of their time in a way that no one else in modern history has been. Uh, But here's my take. My take is that I think you're holding McCartney to Lennon standards. 
And I think that might be just a tad bit unfair because I think knowing what you know, you know that Lennon was the better of the two writers. No, I, I disagree. I think I think McCartney was always a wonderful, more musical guy. I think, you know, you listen to like some of the tracks, you know, like um, Penny Lane is just a musical track. And that's all McCartney, you know, the way his pianos and his musically, it, sh- it should have been more it should have been more engaging, and it wasn't. And what I was very disappointed in mostly was the vocals. I know he can't sing the way he used to anymore. That's fine. But then then you don't put it out, or, or else you just do take after take after take until the voice is as is, is great as you can make it. And if the voice on this record is as great as he can do it, then he shouldn't be doing it anymore. If he's lost his voice that much that he can't even come close to what he was. Like one thing I loved about Bowie what Bowie did was Bowie used to sing really high when he was younger, you know, during the Ziggy days and Hunky Dory. But then as he got older, he dropped like two registers, you know, and like, right. so what he started doing is writing for that. And he, and he, and he creatively wrote stuff like that. There's a great song off of one of Bowie's last records called Where Are We Now? And he just sings really low and it's, it's great because he just knew how to sing for his new voice. When McCartney doesn't seem to learn to do that. He just, He's still trying to sing like he's in the Beatles at some level. And it's like, and I thought the lyrics were just do you think, trite. Do you think maybe people are too afraid to tell him that? I'm, I wonder. Well, he is pretty much, yeah, he is, he is kind of like royalty. He is like one of the elders. Well, and he had way, Taylor like, like, Swift move her album release so that he could release his album. Well, I mean, not negating this record. He's still Paul McCartney. He still is, like like, like Greg says, one of the architects of a generation, you know? Yeah, like, No question. It's just my little well, two cents. So I'm, I'm, just I'm a little bit depressed now. Maybe we should go back to the bowling party. <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to play another tune? Yeah, let's play, play another uh, track from Nick D. Which one do you want to play? You want to play... Um, Car Radio. How about Car Radio? I like that one. Yeah, I think that's his latest single, too. All right, cool. So this is this is Nick D, Car Radio. Just don't know where you are You just don't know where you are 
reminiscent i hear i hear some 80s there i hear um you know this kind of uh jangly uh edge, yeah I just, I just hear like stuff yeah you know what we should do we should send him some questions of the week to answer for a future episode get his so insights can, into it so we can get to know him better yeah. i mean one of the one of the issues that i have with this project that we've listened to and that we've featured today is that I think this stuff should be on the radio, you know, and you, Carl, you mentioned earlier, it's like, what, what do we do this podcast for? Well, the impetus for this podcast was maybe we can get to feature some music that a lot of people should have an opportunity to hear. And I hope that in the future that will be the case. And, and I really want to contribute to what we call in the industry music discovery. I would hope that this uh, this guy can get discovered in a, in in, um, in more places. I had a difficult time kind of catching the vibe of the band or his project or Nick as an artist because there's not a lot out there on the internet. But um, you know what? I, I'm going to jump in about that now yeah. because so, so what. It's the music. If you like the music, you got the music. You buy the music. We bought the record, and then you played the record, and then you listen to the record. You didn't have to Google the band and find out their life story from the day they were born. Who cared? You liked the song, and that was it. You liked the song, and you you looked in the insert for the information they yeah, and that's it. You know, right now, like, why do we have to? Why are we all like you know private detectives and everything? I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Here's why. Because oh, we, we have we have discovered or we've maintained throughout the podcast and throughout our careers in the music industry that a huge factor in whether or not you get quotes discovered, not by 
some cigar chomping, you know, radio or uh, label executive. But if the fact that you might be discovered by a bunch of folks that would like what you do, the central factor, the, the most important key element of that is word of mouth. Well, I want to start a new thing. It's my belief that, well, it's my belief that all the bands that I've worked with over the years that I've tried to help and, and, and tried to assist them in being quotes discovered, I always ask them the same thing. So if I'm standing at a party and I mention you, your name as an artist or a band, the first question that I'm going to get is, oh, what are they like? And I need to be able to intrigue that person by saying, oh, they're the band that dot, 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 dot. I need to have a little bit I of think story. we should start a new trend. No promotion. Oh. Promote, promote nothing. Just promote. If you're an artist, just promote, promote nothing. No, just promote if, the if music. If you write music, you know what? If you write it, don't even you know you know what they it. call those you, you know even, what they you know call what? those artists right you know what they it. call those artists baristas <laughs> if you write music and you have great music don't even finish the song <laughs> that's how good it is you know it's like Let if, the you're world a tr- if you're a true artist if you're a true artist there's no need to express it outside of your own mind keep the world wondering no, keep keep yourself wondering. Just <laughs> just keep it in. Like as soon as you get an idea for a song, forget it immediately. Just go and do something else. Go turn on the TV or maybe go like go drink, you know, go have a beer. As soon as you have a creative impulse to do something creative or or positive, no. Turn on the TV, get a drink. That's what you should do. That's a true artist. You would, you, you, well, you would, by that standard, you would love the catalog in my head. <laughs> and that's it. And as soon as someone, if someone says they like what you do, let me hear something, immediately should hate, hate them. Immediately hate them. <laughs> that's the new way. Unfriending. That's- is the new uh, trend. Unfriend and- everyone. <laughs> you know, the try like, you know, it was a great thing. Like with, with Jeopardy, right? <laughs> Jeopardy. I remember like when Kramer was on Jeopardy, he was like negative 70,000. <laughs> you know, you want, you want your socials to be negative. No, like 3,000 followers. You want negative. It's how many people have, have unfollowed you. That's- <laughs> or, um, I- I have one million unfollows. I have unfollowed me. Oh gosh, that's the I, I actually that's a true like test. This. I like this. That's a I, that's a true test of a real artist I, who's not playing the game. I'm telling you, like a record you. company wants you. You call up and say, you tell them to go f himself, <laughs> hang up the phone, and you go have a beer or eat, eat a cookie. If you got, if, if you like, you know, have a good physique. No, no. <laughs> Go have some cookies. Gain you want to you yeah. want a good 30, 40 pounds yeah. on you. You go you go to the doctor, you know, employer, you know, artist. You know, you just write artist everywhere. That's your job. Artist. That's your gig. But yet there's absolutely nothing to show for any of it. I, yeah, I like that's it. That's nothing to show. There's nothing to show. If you I have like something it. to show for what you if you have something to show for what you've done, then you're not doing it right. You've been limited. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the new this is the new now. I'm telling you, people. Trust me. 
I'm way ahead of my time on this. I Pretty like soon, this. Pretty soon, we're all going to be Carl is convincing around. me. Carl is convincing <laughs> me of this. We're all going to be sitting around doing nothing. That's this is, it, baby. This is strategic. That's it. Uh, well, we've been talking for a bit. Oh, you know what's big, too? You know, you know what's a good thing, too? Another, another good another Christmas thing? Regret. You must have a lot of regret. If, if you're not regretting something, then you're not doing it right. If you're sitting and you're happy, like right now, if you're listening to this and you're like happy and like feel compl- accomplished into what you do, and let's say you have money in the bank, you don't owe anybody money or anything, you're not doing it right, man. You should be you, in and debt. You have to be Scrooge on Christmas is what you're no, saying. No, you need to be in debt, unhappy, with a lot of regrets. But then, that's I mean, how, that's basically that's how you should Scrooge live your life. except for the debt part. No, be in debt. <laughs> Debt and regret. That's why it rhymes. Oh, gosh. Well, on that note, I think we should probably play some Christmas music out of this to get out of our holiday bowling no, party. I'm going to play some the, the theme from Psycho. Oh, the funeral gosh. dirge. Christmas <laughs> funeral dirge. I'd just like to say uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, thank you for listening. I think it's uh, – this is uh, – we're coming up on the end of the year, and I think we're all collectively looking forward to – an intriguing 2021 where we all remain undiscovered. Yep. And we do have a couple of really, really great songs lined up for the first part of 2021 so far too. So that's exciting. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to our holiday bowling party edition of the 9420 podcast for all of the links to anything that we talked about. You can go to our show notes which is at our website, which is 9420.com, which is the numbers 94 and the letters T-W-T-N-T-Y. Until next time, we'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye.